every four square church. In the, it's in the back of our auditorium, but in every four square sanctuary, Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as I was preparing for this sermon, that scripture jumped out of the, off that wall. That our Lord Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, they say that, you guys may be seated. They say that doing something over and over and over again is the definition of insanity. And in some ways, I agree. And in some ways, I don't. I think routine is good. I think it helps us establish patterns in our life and disciplines in our life, but as long as it's the, the right routine. Amen? If we're living one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom, it's not the right routine. If you look at that scripture, it tells us something about our Lord, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a consistency in the life of Jesus Christ that I don't think we got yet. Philippians 2 tells us that God did not consider himself equality with God as something to cling to, that his divinity, so he gave that up. He, he humbled himself in obedience to God even unto death. Humbled himself in obedience to God even unto death. From the day he was born, he was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I ask you, church, from yesterday to today to tomorrow, will you consistently be who you're called to be? Will you walk according to your godly calling? Ephesians 4 says, walk according to that which you were called. If you'll turn with me to the book of Hebrews... Chapter 5, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. Let's pray. Father, I, I surrender this time and my life to you, God. Let not one word come out of my mouth that is not uttered in Scripture and empowered by your Holy Spirit. Lord, as we open your word this morning, God, would you teach us to walk in your ways. Prepare our hearts for the message you have for us this morning. Amen. Hebrews 5, 14 says this. It says, Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. They have the skill through training to recognize right and wrong. Today, the 21st of January marks for our church the end of a denominational fast. 
for the first 21 days of the year. We have joined together with Foursquare at large into a fast. And whether you've joined that or not, it has been a way for us to discipline ourselves into seeking God for our year and for our church and to hone ourselves into the, to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wednesday night, we gathered together. We had a 48 mop, which was 48 minutes of prayer. We weren't just going around mopping up the floors and stuff like that. No, we, we spent 48 minutes together in prayer. And at the end of that, every year, we gather in a circle and we just say, what would you hear? Did the Lord speak to you? And time and time again, the word increase came up. Increase. Before the year even started, the Lord had already been speaking to, to our leadership as a church that now is the season of breakthrough. Now is the season of fulfilled promises in our lives. That, and I'm talking us as a church I can't speak for for other churches. I do believe that what God is doing in us, he is not just solely in our church. He's speaking to the nations at large. The Holy Spirit is in unity with one mind and one purpose. Amen. Now is the time for living way, though, to step into increase. And so I was burdened this morning or this week of are we the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow? So I named my, uh, my sermon... CrossFit. 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 If you know anything a little bit about me, I like to work out. I go to the gym. I lift weights. We do this thing called CrossFit. And so if you're taking notes, the title of the message is called CrossFit, Building Endurance Through Training. Okay? Again, with Hebrews 5, it says, Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. We're going to jump up to verse 11 and read back down to 14, okay? If you have your Bibles open in there, read with me. It's not going to be on the screen. There's much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You know, the book of Hebrews doesn't, name its author but if it would we could blame him for speaking so harshly to us right now especially since you are spiritually dull and you don't seem to listen you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others instead you need someone to teach you again the basic things about god's word you are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for the mature, those who, through training, have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. It's a powerful word there. Spoken in my heart, convicted in my heart that am I still an infant? Now, I know I'm young, only nine years in the Lord, and I don't pretend to know everything or even a, a little droplet of what there is to know in the kingdom of God. But God continues to press on my heart the basics. I don't know about you, but for me, it's still hard to get in the Word. It's still hard to discipline myself into prayer and to build a routine 
that allows me to be consistent in who I'm called to be. I also don't pretend to be an expert on fitness. I've grown up working out, playing football for a long time, but I, I don't have any degrees or certificates or none of that. So if any of this is wrong, you can see my sister-in-law, Ariel, and she will straighten you out because she's the CrossFit queen. <laughs> but every year around New Year's, what happens? New Year's resolutions roll around. Everybody's like, this is the year I'm going to drop the 20, man. That stubborn belly fat is out of here. I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to read my Bible. We start setting our goals up. We start pursuing those goals. In the fitness industry, you see on Instagram, if you follow any of these gurus, they say they are, they start posting these, get on my 12-week plan to shred that belly fat. You can go to Total Nutrition, Complete Nutrition. They got all these pills you can start popping and, and it supposedly will help you lose weight. And it's good to a certain extent. I, I'm for exercise. But what happens is, is they get on the 12 weeks, they start exercising. They start eating right. They go to the, the Complete Nutrition, get some test boosters or, or some belly fat stuff, whatever. And what happens? Bam, they start losing weight. Those elusive abdomens start appearing in the mirror. They get halfway through, they're like, I made it halfway, I've stayed strong, I've stayed consistent, I'm disciplined to this diet, I won't give up on it. I only have six more weeks, let's do this. Let's do it. Three more weeks rolled around. Ooh, I'm looking good. Boy, I'm going to keep going. Three more weeks. I got this. I can do that. Three more weeks ain't nothing. 21 days? One more week. Cheeseburgers. No. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. I can do it. I can do it. One more week. I can do it. You get on that scale. Guess what? 20 pounds lost. Goal achieved. Week 12 over. What happens the next day? Back to cheeseburgers, pizza, I mean, cheat day galore. And then you get out of the routine, you get out of the discipline, and 20 pounds comes back within six weeks. And you're like, how did that happen? And bam, here comes Guru again, runs in, 12-week program, give me all your money and I'll teach you how to lose weight. I had a friend come to CrossFit Thursday, and he had worked out previously a year and a half ago broke his hand stopped working out never got back into it so he's a salesman out in the oil field and we love this guy he's hilarious praying for him all the time um and he came to crossfit and so with the new people we don't want them to get hurt so they have to do an easier workout so he gets a pvc pipe a one-inch PVC pipe, and he's doing this workout while we're over here with all the weights and banging around. And afterwards, he comes up, and he's got, like, the noodle legs. And I'm laughing at him. Josh and my brother and I go, and we're laughing at him. We're like, dude, you were working out with a PVC pipe, man. He's like, it's been so long, dude. And he's a, he's a hilarious guy. You know, he was really dramatic and stuff. And anyways, he's like, I'm going to be sore. And we're like, well, you coming back tomorrow? He's like, no, i got to rest, man. i gotta get I got to get these back underneath me. And so we just, we laughed at him because one simple, you know, bodyweight air squat tore him up while we were over here with a lot more weight on the bar trying to lift heavy, you know. 
The next day, flipping stories here, so keep, keep up with me. It'll make sense here in a minute. I'm preparing, writing my notes out for the sermon. And I decide, John's in Poland, and I don't like to be alone because I'm an extrovert. So I don't want to be at the church anymore. It's 2 o'clock, lock it all up, and I go to higher ground to finish writing out my notes. Just a little atmosphere change, you know what I'm saying? So I get there. One of my closest friends, Abby, great Christian girl, working there. She introduces me to this guy named Roy. She's like, hey, you need to know Roy. I'm like, all right. Sit down, Roy, let's talk. Roy opens a fire hose on me of divine revelation. He starts going into scripture and what it means. He starts talking about the birth. I'll give you a little hint of what this dude was dropping on me, okay? He's like, first of all, he was getting his doctor's degree to be a doctor. And the Lord stopped it, said, you need to get in the word. He started eating the word like massive, massive chunks, eight hours a day. Just quit his job, stopped going to school, read the word. When that happens, things happen. You know what I mean? So he's reading, 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 reading. And he says, if you look at pregnancy without getting into too much detail and, and without stealing his, his message, if you look at pregnancy, the baby, seed and egg combined, gospel into fertile soil combined produces life. It is in the protection under the shadow of the wing of the mother. We as Christians have to drink from the well. We have to stay connected to the source, correct? The baby drinks ambiotic fluid. Stays connected through the umbilical cord. At the time of birth, the water breaks. And the baby is baptized. Much like we are baptized when we are reborn. When the baby moves into position, it head crowns. Because we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And when it's born, it's covered in the blood. Because when you're born, again, you're covered in the blood. Simple, right? Just looking at the human body. This guy's just unloading on me revelation. And I just close my laptop, put my books aside. I'm like, I don't know you, Roy, but I trust everything you're saying right now. <laughs> just keep on keeping on. And I want you to look at this parallel here. We have Mason who cannot work out efficiently with a PVC pot. And we have Roy who's devouring the word. Physical things translate into spiritual things. So this morning I want to talk to you about how to apply physical disciplines because I consider myself moderately disciplined in my physical activity. Mostly because my wife makes me. So, inspire me. She inspires me. The fear of her leaving me if I uh, don't work out. No, just kidding. But I, I like to work out. So I want to teach you guys some disciplines. So that way we can be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Live a life worthy of our calling. We need to train ourselves to develop the skills it takes to be godly. It will not just happen. <clears throat> Hear me on that. It will not just happen. You can't just come to church once a week and expect to look like Jesus. Because Pastor John and Pastor John don't look like Jesus yet. So if you're just getting what we can give you guys, it's not enough. 
it's, it's not going to be sufficient to sustain you. That way tomorrow, you're not living off of yesterday's manna, like we talked about the last time I preached. So if you want to jump around with me, go ahead. If you want to listen, feel free. I'm going to go to about six different scriptures. They will not be up on the screen for purpose so that you open your Bible. But I'm going to go to Ephesians. Probably would have been wise to mark them. Ephesians 5, verse 16 and 17. And I ask you, why do we need this word called endurance? If we're going to endure the hard times, if we're going to set a routine to endure, to be the same yesterday, today, and forever, that's what we need, right? And I thank Dave Stacy. He's the one who dropped this word on me a couple, last week. So, good job, Dave. Um, endurance is a key to consistency in our life. If you try to be consistent in something, but you don't have the endurance to make it to the end or to change your lifestyle, you're not going to make it. You're going to fail. You're going to go back to the cheeseburgers, right? So if you go to Ephesians 5, 16 and 17, this is why we need it. It says, because make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Make the most of every opportunity. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. Some of us won't make it till next year. And God has given us a set time to make the most of. Make the most of every opportunity. 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Understand the Lord's will for your life. Don't act thoughtlessly. How can we even comprehend for his ways are higher than our ways? His thoughts are higher than our thoughts as the heavens are higher than the earth, right? The word of God and time with God will transform and renew your mind to be able to, first of all, understand what God is saying to you and also for you to know and act upon what God is saying to you. We go, we're going to jump over to 1 Corinthians. 1. Or sorry, no, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. First Corinthians 9, 24 through 27 says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. Or I'm not just punching air. Spinning my wheels. I discipline my body like an athlete. Training it to do what it should. Otherwise I fear that after preaching to others... I myself might be disqualified. Anybody else feeling the Lord quickening us this morning? We have got to train ourselves. I'm just going to keep repeating this because it's important. Train ourselves in the word, in prayer, and in godliness. Because the days are wicked. 
Just look at the news this last weekend. Our very government is fighting itself. Student confessed to me that he knows other students who were seen as outcasts in school. And so instead of trying to figure out why or learning to accept themselves and the love of God, they turned to homosexuality so that they would have a reason to be an outcast. Come on. What is happening? Where is the church? When we fast, it is a great spiritual discipline. But today, when we end this fast, do not think for a second tomorrow you can have the cheeseburger. You hear me? Because you cannot sustain yourself off 21 days with time with the Lord. You cannot pursue righteousness with set times. You have to build a routine, a consistent routine of godliness. Saying, John, you're repeating yourself. It's because you don't listen. Speaking to myself, not straight at you guys. <laughs> that was strong. That came out real strong. <laughs> John Poe, you don't listen. Is that better? Am I saving myself a little bit? That's what the scripture said, right? You're still living off of milk. Elementary things. You're not listening. So I got to keep feeding you milk. It's the Lord speaking to me. Listen, endurance is what we need. And this is how we get it. And you're not going to like it. Jump over to me, with me, to James 1. James 1, 2 through 4. You want endurance? You want godliness? God works together all things for the good of those who love him. When the, what the enemy meant for evil in your life, God will turn and use for your good. So we look at, God, give me the endurance to pursue you constantly, consistently, that I'm the same man yesterday, hopefully going from glory to glory, closer to you. James says, verse 2, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, Consider an opportunity for great joy. Struggle. Struggle. And stop right there. I will finish that verse. But when you work out, you realize you have to put your muscle under some struggle. And it will tear a little bit. You, you will tear your muscle just slightly. And the more you work it out, the more it breaks down. And then you replenish it with nutrients. And it gets stronger. You see the picture? When resistance comes our way, when the enemy attacks us, when, when the devil speaks lies about sickness that we might have in the future, or lies about our marriage, or lies about our kids, resistance happens. And we work. And we, we get broken down. But in order to rebuild strength, you have to nourish that muscle with the Word of God. 
Verse 3, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Perfect and complete. I don't think there's one other thing that I can recall in the word of God that tells us if we could master it, we would be perfect. Do you know what it is? It's our tongue. And it's two chapters over in James 3. If we could get endurance or if we could just shut up, (laughs) we would be perfect, needing nothing. But if we don't listen, who thinks we're going to shut up? You know what I mean? So we need the endurance. When, when struggle comes your way, work out. Train. It's time to train. It's time to endure and to relish in it. People get this like crazy addiction to working out. Crazy. You can talk to my sister about that again. Crazy addiction to working out. They call it runner's high. Like when people just go run and then they hit this like spot where it's just like they can run forever and they just don't stop. I don't even understand it. But I love CrossFit and here's why. We go into this workout. First of all, I don't have to plan the workout. I don't have to do anything but show up and do what they tell me to do. So it's awesome. It's like football. People just yelling at me all the time. But I work out and the whole time in my mind, I'm thinking, this sucks. What am I doing here? This is so stupid. Like, I'm so tired. I just want to lay down right now. Like, I'm for real. You go to a competition and you can see it on everybody's face. They're just like, this is stupid. Like, we, why? Why are we here doing this? Clock buzzes down. Three, two, one, done. Everybody just pff, right onto the floor. And they're like, dude, how was that? And it's like, it sucks so bad. See you tomorrow? Be here, man. You betcha. I'll be here. Because we know that that struggle is producing strength. And the more we we put our body under tension, the stronger our body gets. It adapts to what we present it to. So as you pursue godliness, the enemy is going to attack. But the more you put yourself under tension, the stronger you will get. Never heard someone say, welcome spiritual warfare. But to me, if we're not warring, we're not growing. We're not fighting for anything. We have no passion, no drive, no pursuit of God. Because the enemy is just leaving us on the sidelines saying, I ain't got to worry about you. I got to worry about the players who are actually in the game. You're over here by the water goofing off. Don't care about you. Body under tension produces strength. Consistently putting yourself under tension allows you to endure and grow. Jump over with me to Romans. I told you we'd be moving around a lot. Romans 5. Verse 3. Through five. 
and it's going to sound a lot like James. It says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Some of you are in the middle of a really, really tough workout right now. And I'm going to stand here as your coach and tell you it will not lead to disappointment. It will not destroy you. You can beat it because the Holy Spirit is in your heart giving you the love of God strengthening you do you hear me there ain't no sad faces there's grimaces there's struggles but inside you know there's joy because of the hope that you have so you will endure you will overcome you will get stronger you will make it you will have victory because it's already been won for you on the cross Take up your authority. In Ephesians 6, we're not going to turn there. I'm just going to talk to you for a second. Ephesians 6 and the, the armor, 10 through 18, it talks about the armor of God. It says, withstand the enemy. And having done all, to stand. So I looked up withstand. It says the word withstand is the Greek word anthistami. I butchered it, but anthistami. It's where the word antihistamine comes from. From anti, against, and from histamine, to cause to stand. It means to vigorously oppose, bravely resist, standing face to face with against an adversary standing your ground having done all withstand the fiery darts of the enemy having done all at the end of the day stand face to face in front of that challenge and endure stand your ground take your authority let the Holy Spirit power flow through you Jump over me into our last scripture before we have a response. Because I believe God is moving in our hearts for true repentance. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to meet with God today. And you've got to know why it's important to repent. You've got to know that there is a hope in him and that should draw you to your knees and say I can't do this without you father I can't win this without you I know it's not correct hermeneutics or the big word there correct interpretation of the bible to use Philippians 4.13 to say 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But athletes love it. Because at that point where we can't go any further, we say this mantra, this repetitious scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And it pushes us to go again and to go again. Christians, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Go to James 4, verse 7. It says, James 4, verse 7. Just briefly in verse 6. It says, but he gives us even more grace to stand against such evil desires. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We've heard that word humble already this morning. Came out of Philippians chapter 2. Where it said that Christ humbled himself in obedience to God, even unto death. And in this way, he was consistently the same yesterday, today, and forever. The scripture gives us a promise, a guarantee. Something we can repeat to ourselves and hold on to. It says this, it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist darkness, evil, the devil, and he will flee from you. He has no power, for God is sovereign. And through Jesus, you have the authority, the right standing. You are blameless and without fault in his eyes. You are strong because he gives you the grace even more grace to stand against such evil desires. Resist. Resistance training strengthens you. So take joy in trials and tribulations. Because when you resist, it'll end. Here's the deal. Go back to Mason. That boy... Couldn't run a mile to save his life right now. Okay? Not kidding. He's breathing hard. He's working out. It's, he's exhausted at the end of a really easy workout in reality. You go to Roy. He's spending eight hours a day in the Word when he started devouring Scripture. Spiritually, some of us are at the beginner stage. Where just a simple verse of a day will wear us out. It'll wear you out. Five minutes into prayer. This is a confession right here. I get on my face in my office to try to be a pastor and pray. And the moment I get on my knees, a massive to-do list hits my brain. And I'm like, I got to clean this. I got to do this. And I'm not a task-oriented person, as you can tell. But... I'm all of a sudden really worried about the balloons that are sitting on my floor in my office. And I'm, because I hit that, I hit that little bit of mark and I'm like, I'm exhausted. I can't do it. 
But here's the encouragement. Time under tension builds strength. So even if it's just a verse for this week, you say, you know what, I'm, I'm not so good at getting in my word, or I'm not so good at reading the scriptures. We're going to go back to Hebrews 5. It says, if we need the milk as infants, then let's not be ashamed and say, we'll take the milk. Because if I continue to nourish myself at least, I will one day grow into solid food. And the Lord will trust me. Those who are faithful with little will be faithful with much. The Lord will trust me as I continue to endure and work out and grow in my endurance. If Mason continues to come back to CrossFit, he will be really good at it. His lung capacity will grow. His strength will grow. And one day, my prayer for myself is that I will be able to sit across somebody else's table at higher grounds and fire hose divine revelation on them because it's just overflowing out of me. It's like fire shut up in my bones. I've worked out so much. I know how to do it. It just flows. I'm able to train myself and skillfully move in what's right and wrong and to discern. I'm fluid. I'm not fluid. Fluent with seeing in the spirit. Fluent with hearing in the spirit. Fluent with speaking the word of God and seeing into the heart of men to discern the spirits. Because I've trained myself with God in the quiet place consistently day in, day out. Never taking a day off so that one day I can look like my father, like my example, Jesus, to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that I will live a life worthy of the call that God has laid on me. And church, if we are hearing this word increase for this year... If we are hearing this word, now is the time, then you cannot stop. Because you are going to be weak and you won't be able to withstand when the time comes. You have got to strengthen yourself. Gird up your loins, it says, and go to battle. If you want the increase, do the work. I'm not preaching that in order for us to Work out our salvation, we have to be works-minded. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the fullness of God, that the fruit of our salvation, the righteous character of Christ would fill our lives. Philippians chapter 1. But if we do not, again, get on our knees and say, God, come, have your way. You can turn on a little piano music. And guys, I don't care if it's a minute. One day you'll be able to spend hours. You've got to start somewhere. PVC pipe, 250 pounds. You'll make the journey. Journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, right? We do not stumble over mountains, but over stones. So step carefully over each stone, and you will soon be over the mountain. The discipline in the daily to walk out the victory in your life. And there ain't nobody who's going to hold your hand. There ain't nobody who, you can't live off of your, your grandparents' salvation and their relationship with the Lord or your spouse's. Sustained by your spouse's prayers or your grandmother's prayers. Increases upon us. 
Holy Spirit is pouring out like he's never poured out before. And he is beckoning, urging, begging. Begging his church to be wise in these evil days. Understanding what God has called us to do. I want you to close your eyes. Turn off a couple of lights just for a print front. I want to give you the privacy if you need it. Since some of us, myself included, have to come to a heart of repentance. Otherwise, things won't change. 